podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra podcast here at Selhurst Park, where, whisper it quietly, Crystal Palace have won and scored goals. What is happening? Uh, This pod is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography for your professional... No. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I can't get it right. Professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Visit mirandajanephotography.co.uk. And I just want to say how pleased I am that Miranda has finally got a win and some goals this season to the point she, where she tweeted me and said, I think, she, I think I'm the curse. And, of course, you're not, Miranda. And we didn't change anything either. We didn't change anything. But what we have changed is our guests for this week. So, of course, we've got Rob Sutherland. Hello. And we've got Dom Firefield from The Guardian. Hello. Making your debut on the pod. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what a day to I mentioned, make... I mentioned, mentioned five-year plan in, in copy this morning. Did you? Yeah, was I it? saw. A link to the Very goal of the month. Very much appreciated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to have to mention FYP in all copy now. It's clearly the way forward, even though I'm pre- previewing Chelsea versus Roma in the week. It's all going to be better. <laughs> You'll FYP. get it in somehow. <laughs> um, what, I mean, just what a game today from Palace. From start to finish, Palace... Well, they were the better team today, Don, weren't they? They were, absolutely, absolutely the better team. I'm, look, wearing the professional hat, and I've been covering Chelsea for 10 years, I don't remember a worse first half performance from Chelsea in yeah. that time. But that said, they were made to look poor by the way Palace played. Yeah. And the, um, the formation, I think I mean, Roy's obviously had two weeks to work specifically with this game in mind, and yeah. it's just made a massive, massive difference. They, yeah. The players knew what they were doing. I mean, some of those guys would have been away on international duty, James McCarthy, for example, but, yeah. but they... There was a plan. The split forwards, the, the midfielders getting into space, and Chelsea did not Palace. know what had hit them. And, you know, quite frankly, it was wonderful to watch. Yeah. And it, and it is providing us with a bit of hope for where we're going for the rest well, of the season. Well, you said to me before the game that you'd heard it was a 4 2 2 2 lineup, <laughs> which sounds more like someone checking a microphone than it does actually lining a team up. So, and there was no strikers, Rob, today, yeah. again. And in a way, we were, we were almost. Uh, our most threat attacking wise with no strikers I thought it was a, a really interesting performance in terms of tactics because you ended up with there were, there were times when when Chelsea got the ball on the wing uh, you'd see Schlupp basically just sprint it and, and provide a, al- almost a third a second fullback where was Schlupp playing today he was a defensive <laughs> midfielder but he played in that kind of roaming slightly he looked at the Mil- and, and Schlupp were the deeper lying of the two the fir- you know the first yeah. two yeah. but they were there was a fluidity there. They were, they yeah. were sort of boxing, weren't they? They were sort of going around. I, I also thought Mi- Milivojevic was so good against uh, Bakayoko. He was, he was yeah. so, so... He, I mean, he, he dealt with that physical aspect really well. 
but also just the control of the ball, the kind of vision, the ability to, to pick out players. There was a lot of, also, the, 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 the one-two passing, the, the constant flow of the ball from Palace whenever we did get possession. There were times when, when you, you felt like we might lose the ball and there were, you know, that happened on occasion, but every time that happened, the players got back. There was an occasion, I think, just in, uh, in front of the Homesdale where Joel Ward put in a, a, a goal-saving challenge, essentially, and then seconds later, Scott Dan threw himself in front of the ball. And it's that kind of thing that, that at this point, that's what you need to see. Like, the fans need to see that. Yeah, but why, was... is, why has that been lacking, Dom? Why have we not seen that in the first time? Or have we? Uh, look, I, th- I imagine a lot of it is boils down to confidence, and there hasn't been any. Um, it's, it's been such a horrific run, 11 scoreless defeats in 12, um, that it, you know, the confidence just saps away, it just disappears. And, and if you start a game poorly, which Palace have been doing, and they, you know, under De Boer they were starting very slowly in particular, it wasn't, there was no impetus to their, to their, to their game. I, I, the first thing that goes wrong sets you on back even further, and there's no real recovery from that. Today, the bit of good fortune went Palace's way. I mean, the, the, the opening goal was an own goal. It was scored by a Chelsea player. I think Courtois would have quite happily... Was it? Oh, yeah, it was an own goal. But it's, uh, it's, it's good fortune we haven't had. We haven't had, exactly, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's something that, that you need. I mean, it, look, it would have been a very different story had Palace not... If that, all that early pressure hadn't yielded a goal, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, Chelsea effectively yeah. scored with a free header from their first set piece yeah. of any note, a first chance they'd had. So that, that's... It might have been very, very different, but the fact is it went with us. And, and more importantly still, I think the, the, the way that Palace... You know, held Chelsea off immediately after Chelsea's goal, and then found a way to get back in in front with a magnificent, a magnificent, I don't know, I suppose robbery almost from Mamasako to to get the ball back from William. And what was he doing up up there? Well, yeah, I like it. I like the marauding nature of it. I thought he did that a couple of times, but also I thought I thought um, just having Wilf and having that kind of. Uh, enigmatic energy. Chelsea where, were terrified of him. Yeah, Chelsea get the were ball and you just turn it inside out. It was fantastic, and and that made such a difference to our team because you lose when when you have players that are in essence where you know what they're going to do. You lose that unpredictability, and Wilf is not predictable. You don't know what he's mm. going to do when he gets the ball. So the the and that in itself gives supporters a, 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 the impetus to kind of get up off their seats and. I thought I thought the fans were brilliant as well today. By the way, like yeah. it, right, our support was really outstanding, for, 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 especially in the first twenty minutes because yeah. it just put so, it got it got everyone. I'll tell you what, though, on, on that front, the, the fact that Wolf comes back in, but also that Julian Speroni is playing, and we all know, I think some of the criticism of Hennessy can be harsh, but it lifted the mood of the place yeah. to have Speroni back. Look, and he did well, really. I mean, there were times when you thought that he was showing his age. There were times, but. Towards the end, he was pulling off saves that was keeping Palace in that match. Well, Roy said on Friday that, oh, it's Julian's chance to prove that he can be number one with Wayne out. Do you think he did that today? Well, you, don't, you can't drop him on the back of that performance, can you? I mean, it's, even if Wayne recovers from his knock for Newcastle, it would be insanely harsh to, to drop Speroni now. Yeah. We've got Ed Mallion here as well. We have. How are you doing, Ed? I'm all right, I'm all right. I was just watching. It's good watching professionals at work, I thought. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, on Speroni, I, I, he, did, he did parry a few, but I'd still much rather have him in there than Wayne. I think, actually, the, the lift, like when he first came out, that, the atmosphere was kind of special. And uh, people just trust him more. You know, when the ball goes back to Hennessy and 
and the, you can hear the kind of sharp intake of breath for everyone. You'd much rather have Julian Sperroni there, who, even if he made a mistake, you know what, he's going to get a second chance of everyone here. Whereas I, th- uh, I think it's also reflected by the players, because there seems to be a communication yeah. thing there that maybe with Wayne he doesn't quite have the confidence. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or whether it's just that that's, his, that's, how, he, he's, that's how he is as a goalkeeper, in that he doesn't have that... that Ability to let a ball go wide, you know. Like mo- there was a moment in the game today where Julian put his arms wide out and the, po- the ball went wide, and all the all the defenders knew what was going on. But with, Ju- with with Wayne, there seems to be that essence of almost a mistrust. Like you don't know exactly what's going to happen next, and so I don't know. I th- the it- thing about Speroni is, I feel like we've all been saying, haven't we? Right, if you play Jules, it's a free pass because the fans will be behind you. The atmosphere will be great. That's exactly what happens today. So in a way, aren't we the real geniuses here? I mean, it's it's (laughs) harsh, though, because it also does Julian a a bit of of injustice because he's actually... He's he's our better goalkeeper. I I, I genuinely believe that. I've seen uh, Wayne play for three seasons and I don't believe that he's a better goalkeeper than Julian Sproni, even though Julian's, what, 38 years old. That, That in itself is, for me, important to kind of reiterate because it's a performance like this today that that... I know that Chelsea weren't as threatening as they could have been, but there was an occasion in the, in the first half where Chelsea had a breakaway and it was offside, but he made a brilliant tipping save that went round the post. And it's, it's those little moments that you miss. I, like, I feel like Wayne doesn't quite have that. And, and yeah, to me, I think, I think Julian deserves to be in the first team. I think there'll be a lot of people agreeing with that. But it wasn't just Julian, Adam. It wasn't just Wilf. I mean, Townsend had his best game of the season. Sacco had his best game since returning. Luca was back to his best Roy had somehow managed to get confidence into every single player off the back of two heavy defeats at Man United and, and Man City. How do you do that? We do it with preparation and hard work in the training ground, which is what he's, he's done. He spent the last two weeks doing. Luke is another one who was away on international duty, of course, but he slotted into that role, which is the role that we know he can play. We saw it last season. That, that is his forte. And, and, but it's, it, it'll only be down to hard work with, with Roy and, and Ray Lewington um, and Stephen Reid. That, that is how they're going to... We, it's interesting, yesterday I went down to to Beckenham to talk to him and, and I, I was sort of lobbed in the is it time to get a sports psychologist back into the club because these, this group of players have had sports psychologists under Pardew and Allardyce uh, you know, and they've stayed clear of trouble just about so it was sort of an obvious tack to a line to pursue and he's like no, no it's not about sports psychology yet not when you haven't got the basis on which to work, you need, you need the coaching, you need people being drilled into, into how to play and Inevitably, it's going to take time for him to do that. I mean, he didn't have any time against Southampton prior to that match. Yeah. Next two matches were in Manchester against the best two teams in the division. You know, they were we held our own for a, you know almost half against against City. Well, look at look at City scoring seven today. Seven today. I mean, yeah. you know. But look, it's it'll, it'll just be it'll just be drills. That's how he's always worked. And you know what? I still think this fit is right for Palace. I know there were there was a lot of scepticism, a lot of Liverpool-based supporters. Um, saying this is the wrong appointment and he's, he's too old and it's going to pass him by. But I still think this is the best pit fit for, for Crystal Palace and its current guys and, and with this group of players. He will get them all working hard. They will have a system they are comfortable with and that can bring the best out of them. And I still think they'll, even after those seven defeats, I still thought there was a chance, that, a good chance, that they'd still well clear of trouble oh, by the end. I forgot to put money on Palace staying up after the Man United yes, game. Stupid. Because I thought we'd lose today. Sorry, Eddie, you're no, I just look how excited Dom is. He's just gone on. He's gone on one there. I'm just loving it. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. It's, it's been I, a I long think, time. Right, it, is, to say that. it is like it is like Fulham. It is like West Brom. It's not like Liverpool. 
you know. Yeah. And also, by the way, when he was at Liverpool, they were a complete shit show as well behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, this is... Uh, Editor of the uh, Independent. I don't mean it's a secret either. Put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it, it, it's a club that suits him better. West Brom and Fulham had similar resources, similar stadiums, similar fan base, similar players, similar types of players. And, you know, he said in there, he said, you know, this is all about the team. It wasn't about just Wilf coming back. You know, I think Wilf obviously had a huge effect today. But that team is, is well drilled. And, you know, the two banks of four were very much like Roy's Fulham, I thought, and, and Roy's West Brom. So it's like, when I mean, you can start seeing the strains of what he did at those other clubs and you, and you start wondering, you know, if he could get this done. That said, that all said, and this is wonderful, they've won a game and they've beaten the champions, fantastic. But I think Newcastle away is a, is a very different kind of test and it's another test that they've got to come through. They've got to. They're still, you know, we, Palace are still bottom. That is the reality of it. They have to build on this. It can't just be, you know, it has to be, it has to be the start of something. It's one of those games where uh, the insecurity that, that can rear its head would if, if you don't prepare for it properly and if you don't play the right way. Well, it sounds like, from what we're saying, that, that we will prepare for that because yeah. what we've gone back to is the basics of preparing well for any situation and every game. Talking of Roy, let's hear what he said in his post-match press conference to reporters immediately after that win against Chelsea. Do I need this on or not? No, it's not. It's not. Um, Wilfred Zaha made a, a huge a difference today. Um, was it simply a matter of just waiting for him to get fit and get back in the team? Well, um, I'm a little bit disappointed that you know that's the way you're deciding to go. I thought he was excellent. Don't get me wrong. I'm delighted having him back, but I thought he was a good team performance. I, I think it's a little bit un, unfair that such a good performance that we... We all feel very proud of it. It's by suggestion, simply down to the fact that one good player has not been playing returns, um, I would rather to sort of flag up the fact that I thought our defending was excellent from the first minute to the last. I thought our midfield passing and movement was very good. And the two front players, both Andros and Wilf, they made a big difference to, to our play, A, by their ability to run with the ball and beat people with the ball but also by their ability to run behind people and use their pace but we had much more goal threat today and uh, Wilf of course played a large part in that without a shadow of a doubt but I'm afraid you have to forgive me for not myself putting my name to the fact that the reason we beat the Champions of England today is because we had Wilf Zaha we, we, we did it because we had Wilf Zaha and ten others well, we've had game plans for every game we've played, and it's, you know, caused us for it. Well, I think what works is the fact we, the longer you work with the team and the longer we get a chance, we've had two, two good weeks with a lot of training sessions. I think that I'd like, to, I'd like to think that, you know, we are understanding more what we need to do as a team when we've got the ball, but also when the opponents have got the ball. Um, but in actual fact, uh, I think all tactics really have to be based on very solid principles and we need to understand how, we, how we're going to defend and what we need to do to defend and what we need to do when we, when we attack. And then, of course, there are sometimes minor tweaks of which we are, to some extent, um, obliged 
to do certain things because we only have one out and out centre forward in the club. You know, everyone recognises a centre forward, and he won't be playing for another three or four weeks. So that option does not exist tactically for me. First three goals of the season are three points against the champions. Do you think this is the new beginning for Crystal Palace, and do you think it should be more? Well, I don't. I think that's greedy when you start saying it should be more, and uh, you know they. We did have a lot of chances, but they had chances too. But we certainly wouldn't have had to apologise had we scored four or five goals today because the goal chances really were pretty clear-cut. But I'm more than happy that we got one more than them. Um, when it comes to season starting, I don't, I don't embrace that um, idea or, or I don't subscribe to it. You know, I think for me, uh, a championship is 38 matches and each match is its own particular story and... Sometimes it's a good story, like it is for us today. We, we'd like to read that chapter again. But unfortunately, next Saturday, there's another chapter, there's another story. And uh, it would be very foolish to start thinking that because we've won the game today, and I thought we won it deservedly against a very good team, that doesn't mean to say we'll, we'll win against Newcastle or West Ham. We've got to go back to the square one, realise what we've done well and what we need to continue to do well to give us this victory, and make sure we reproduce. Right, how valuable has the international break gone in terms of time you've had, uh, being involved in terms of time you've had on the training ground with, uh, you know, your back four particularly that weren't away and you've had a chance to work with them? Well, I mean, I would like to think that the the, the work defensively, if you recognised, you know, that there was a, a, a good organisation in our defensive setup. I put that back down to four weeks or, or four and a half weeks, but not not two weeks. Of course, we worked on it during the during the uh, the break. We didn't go away. We didn't we didn't give the players extra days off. Um, we actually worked every day except the normal one day off a week, which players have anyway. And in that in those training sessions, we did exactly what we've been doing in the training sessions before Manchester United and before Manchester City. But I think that the longer you work, uh, the more consistent your message, the more you you hammer home, if you like, some of the messages which you regard are important, with a little bit of luck, they, they sink in. Well, how would you celebrate? Was it champagne, fish and chips, or going to a cup of tea? I haven't really thought future. about it. No, I haven't thought about it, to be perfectly honest. I mean, uh, <laughs> the... you. You forget uh, how stressful those last minutes of a football match are, really, and uh, it's quite nice to be sitting down here now, relaxed, knowing that nothing can happen. You know, Chelsea can't score now. You know, it's over. They, they, it's all finished. It's a nice, a nice feeling, and to be honest, that that feeling is is enough for me at the moment. I don't really feel the need to celebrate as such. Um, in fact. I have to sort of stop myself from being concerned more about what's coming and not allow enough time perhaps to celebrate and, and to take stock of this very, very good result. But um, I'll try it. I'm off to Southampton to watch Newcastle to play tomorrow, so my wife, who's accompanying me, can't say I never give her a day out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim. You're all smoothie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
That was Roy then in his post-match press conference. This is the FYP Extra podcast at Selhurst Park where Palace have beaten Chelsea 2-1. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography, professional unique photography of weddings and more. Visit mirandajanephotography.co.uk. I'm so delighted for Miranda to get goals and points. Almost more so than Palace, in oh, a way. Right. Um, okay, so that Newcastle game that's coming up then... Um, I was going to say before today, that was a huge game for Palace. Is it still as big in a way? Because I don't think we get anything from this Chelsea game today. It's, it's, it's massive. It's, of course it's as big as this. Of course it is. You, that's against a team that, you've got to, that Palace have got to be competing against to steer clear of trouble. That's a direct rival. I know they've had a great start, but you look at their squad and you look at the potential for it to go off politically behind the scenes at Newcastle at any point, and you, you realise that they, they're a club that's going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season in, in terms of the relegation struggle. So it's not a, a match that Palace can afford to, to lose. They have to go there and get a, get a result as well. So It's also clear that, that Palace's injuries came at a bad time. But if you look at, um, if you look at uh, Newcastle, they haven't had that yet. And give it time and they will. You know, that's the thing. Every, every they team are fighting on the up. training ground, though, of course. Which is that right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a big incident last week, wasn't there, with Lascales, I think. And, oh, really? And Diame. Oh, yeah. I've just put Lascales in my fantasy team as well. So. Uh, I, think that, I, think, I think the punishment, Benitez's punishment, was that he made them take the rest of the squad out for a meal. And <laughs> pay oh, for right. Them. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, the truce is it's an uneasy truce. Like a, but like a fat waiter. <laughs> I mean, as, as come on, Rob, Again, I was going to say... associated with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as punishments go, that, as punishments go, that's not, ba- that's not a bad a punishment. Ta- was it a tapas restaurant? I mean, come on. Oh, Rob, this is why I like, I hesitate having Rob it's on. A, it's a fan podcast. We're allowed to say what we like. Okay. Apart from Dom, who works with <laughs> you. I'm allowed to say what I'm I like. Probably I'm not okay affiliated well. to anyone. FYP. I'm probably know, okay. Right. So Roy there, we heard from Roy talking, and he was saying he wanted to deflect the attention away from Wilf and saying, you know, it wasn't just about Wilf, it was about the team today. But Wilf was so good. And in a way, he, he lifted those players, didn't he? It, 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 does this whole season rest on Wilf's shoulders. Is it unfair to say that without him, Palace are probably screwed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, again, it comes back to the whole the, the enigmatic energy that he gives. That, that unpredictability. That, that um, and, and, and to be honest, today as well, he played, a, he played almost as a holding forward at times, where he took the ball in difficult situations where we were, we were under pressure. And again, that little flick, that control, that kind of, with Chelsea basically panicking whenever he got the ball... It made a massive difference. So, so if you apply that throughout the rest of the season, it's important to keep him fit and it's important to keep him happy and it's important to make sure that he gets the opportunities to score the, the kind of goals that he did today. Yeah. I, I, I agree with, with Rob there. I mean, he's obviously massively important. He's almost integral. But I don't think, I think as Roy has said in the build-up to this, we, Palace cannot be reliant as much as they have been on Wilf Sahar. It's, it is baffling to me that the players of the calibre of Christian Benteke, Andros Townsend, have not really, up to this point, stood up this season and encountered. Like, probably Jason Punchin, who is trying so hard. I know he's trying so hard, but, he's, but it's just not been going for him. They've all got to raise their game. Wilf, having Wilf there at the tip of the team, doing that, that little bit of X factor, as, as Roy said yesterday, will make a massive difference and will give those guys confidence that, they, that there is a route out of any situation. Mm. In, but... If Palace ever become, I mean, if anything, this period so far this season has shown that, that the squad building in the summer placed far too much emphasis on, on 
Wilfred Zaha being the magic, being the sprinkling of you know magic dust in that team. But they they need to find other options. They they need other people to step up. Um, it's wonderful has, to have him back. But when he has games like this today, no, it's absolutely. an argument for but, but actually. The last he's... twenty minutes, he was absolutely dead on his feet, yeah, and he, yeah. I mean, he ran. He's still running, yeah, but he's. Yeah. He, I mean, there was a couple of times he would have he would have been down on goal if he, if it had been in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. But he was exhausted. The poor fellow. You can't be reliant I, upon I him. Thought, I thought as well though that the other thing, um, Wilf's performance gave other players almost the confidence or the, the like in Townsend's case I don't think we've seen Townsend play like that for a, for a while no but if opponents are attracted to Wilf then yeah. Townsend's going to have he, more space great. The, like the number of times feeling. he ran through the middle and just, just you know did, did a couple of step overs and whatever else it was, it was excellent is, is Wilf finally becoming or has he become that player that we I think as Palace fans saw five six years ago and knew he could become and he's been through so much as a player with us and, and at United. Is he finally getting to that level? I, I, I think he's been at that level for a while. I, I, I thought he was. I thought he carried the team under Alan Pardew in the FA Cup final season, fifteen sixteen. In the second half of that season, when there were injuries to other players, he was he was the, the player that, that set them apart. I think Yannick was out for a while in that in, in that period as well. Um, last season. We only to go back to go back to January. Go back to Sam Allardyce against Swansea mm. in the, his first home game. Yeah. It was Wilfred Zahar against Swansea that day, and yeah. and he scored an absolutely blinding goal that day. And it, it was a full dawn, wasn't it? And it, it all went wrong after that. Palace have relied on him too long as as the only person that, that they turn to for inspiration. They they've got big players here. They've got yeah. properly big players on big contracts as well. They, they should all be stepping up. And, and in the hope is that. Having Wolf and the team hoists all of those guys up and reminds them of how good as a unit this team could be. Yeah. We only have to remember Arsenal. Remember that game. Yeah, remember yeah. that performance, which is, I mean, I've, you know, 30 years of Palace fan or whatever. That was the best performance I've ever seen in the top light from a Crystal Palace side. Yeah. Absolutely bossed it. And that's, that's the level they should be able to attain more regularly. Well, I felt today reminded me of that Arsenal game first in half, a way. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. half. Yeah. Okay, Rob, I'm going to end then with a question for you. It's a question we normally ask to Kevin, but obviously he's not here. Have Palace turned a corner today? Uh, I think we're meandering. You've got to, you can't, there's no, there aren't corners here. You can't end up turning corners because, because every time you do, there's another, there's another, you know, a bend in the road or whatever that you end up having to deal with. And, and every single game for the rest of the season is going to be a challenge. And, and we're just going to have to, to you, you know, use this as an impetus, use it as an example of being a, having the ability, having the, the, the confidence to do something with it. It's all about the next game. Every single game is going to be all about the next game. Can I just add that after five matches, after Roy's first game here against Southampton, if someone had told you that after eight matches, Palace would have three points, you wouldn't have believed them. Yeah. Not with those three fixtures no. coming up. <laughs> no. So, let, small mercies, yeah. three points is better than none. Small mercies, but big leaps forward, yes. I would say, as well. And big confidence for everyone. Um, good. Uh, Dom, thanks for joining us on the pod. Pleasure. I hope it happens again. Oh, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> Rob, thanks for just being Rob. It's my pleasure, <laughs> as ever. I've lost my voice. It's been, it's You've been done well. quite a hardcore day. So. Off in the aeroplane. Come yes. On uh, thanks for listening, guys. The full pod will be with you in the next couple of days, as ever. But, um, yeah, keep checking us out on social media, all the regular places. And keep the faith. We said keep the faith, didn't we? And it has happened. It's finally happened. Hopefully now the, the catalyst for the rest of the season. Uh, so thanks for watching. Watching? Thanks for listening. And we're with you again soon. Cheers, bye. It's 
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.